Welcome to Love This Bitch, the self-compassion podcast, where I, your host, Lisa the Life Coach, teach you how to practice self-compassion and love yourself, your life, and even other people. (laughs) Yes, today we are going to talk a little bit about compassion for other people. And when I started my self-compassion journey, something happened in my life where there were some other people who very much did not like me and were very outspoken about it. (laughs) And so, you know, I was learning self-compassion and, you know, a lot of the work, whether you're reading or doing the meditations and things like that, it always moves from self-compassion to common humanity, which is part of it, but also, you know, having compassion for others. And so sometimes when I would get to those parts, I would be like, nope, 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 (laughs) I'm not there yet. I need to love me right now. And that was part of my journey. That was part of my process. So that's perfectly, perfectly okay. And what's great about self-compassion, though, is that you actually don't have to start focusing on others and having compassion for others. It kind of just starts to happen. The more compassion you have for yourself and you're able to give yourself grace and love for your failures, your human imperfections, and, you know, connect to the fact that common humanity. We're all flawed human beings. We all make mistakes. And that is part of the human experience that we all share. You know, we all make mistakes. We all suffer. We all feel pain and anxiety. And we're just trying to do our best and manage things from our our flawed human perspective. And so learning that connection with yourself and that compassion for yourself, it actually just kind of naturally starts to spread out to those around you. So that's one of the beautiful things about self-compassion is, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, am I just going to be obsessed with myself and love myself and be all focused on me? And it's like, no, actually, you just learn to be kinder to yourself and love yourself. And that actually gives you the ability to see the space that you have for that same compassion and love for others. And as we talked about, like in the relationship episode, self-compassion helps you have deeper connections with other people. You know, it helps you be yourself without fear of rejection, but also allow them to be who they are without rejecting them and having, you know, the judgment that we many times have for others on them, just like we're not doing that to ourselves anymore. So what we're going to talk about in this episode is something that causes a lot of stress and anxiety and tension in our lives. And many people in the coaching industry call it the manual. So we all kind of have this manual in our mind for how everyone should act in every situation. (laughs) And we think that this manual is absolutely correct. It is the way to handle things. And any other way is just completely wrong. And depending on the situation, it means someone doesn't care or is completely clueless and mean or, you know, maybe even not that bright. Oh, yes, we have horrible thoughts about other people as well as ourselves. (laughs) So um, I like to see the 
the way I see the manual at most, most at work in, in my life <laughs> and with other people is with driving, you know, so you're out there driving on the road and, you know, there's that quote or meme or whatever that, you know, everybody slower than me is a moron. Everybody faster than me is a maniac. <laughs> and it's, it's very, it's very true, right? You are the only one on the road that's following the manual, your manual, right? The only right manual. And everyone else is just insane, right? They're going too slow. They're holding up traffic. They need to move out of your way. They're not doing what they're supposed to. You don't drive in this lane. You move over when people are trying to pass you. Complete idiots. Like, how did they get a driver's license? Am I right? (laughs) And then someone comes flying up on your tail and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going nine miles over the speed limit. What is this maniac doing? Like, they're being unreasonable, right? They're going way too fast. Like, I'm going to move over as soon as I can, but they need to calm down. (laughs) And even with those two scenarios, I've even had the situation where I get side by side with someone and I'm like, okay, guy, we're going the same speed, but this will not work, right? Other people are going to get stuck behind us. But I don't want to go faster than you because that would be too fast. And I don't want to go slower than you because then I'm going to be riding your tail wanting you to speed up a little bit. This is the speed I want to go. We can't both go this speed. (laughs) So here it is, someone following my manual, right? They're going the speed that I'm going, and it's it's still not working for me. And that's one of the problems with the manual. One, our complete, you know, inability to see any flaws in our own manual or how someone else might have a different manual. And then two, the fact that we don't always realize that even if someone followed our manual, we would we would be like, oh, it's time for um, version 2.0. <laughs> the manual has to be modified. So it's really a moving goalpost for people. But, you know, we don't realize that. So that's something to start building awareness around in your life is to notice when you're starting to get frustrated, anxious, you know, or angry, sad, those kind of negative feelings around a situation where you are having those feelings because someone else is not handling the situation the way that they should, right? We, we don't should ourselves, but we also should suffer if we should others. Because again, just like with us, the truth is there are no shoulds. And people can have completely opposite ways of managing things or dealing with things or their own manuals. And it doesn't mean that we have to have these stories about them. Like, you know, they're wrong. This is not how you do it. They're the enemy. And, you know, create all this anxiety around it. Because we believe that our way is the right way and the best way and the only way to show courtesy, common decency, love, respect, and those kind of things. And we're very attached to our manuals and our stories about these. And one of the interesting things is is a good way to see that in play now is with COVID. And it's something I know I've listened to Esther Perel talk about. She's very famous and she works with couples and families to help them through various issues. So something that she's seen a lot during COVID, and I'm sure, you know, many of you have heard this as well. You know, there are struggles in some relationships because you have people who approach anxiety or scary or uncertain situations completely different. 
So, for example, what I'm saying here is like you can have someone who has, you know, approached COVID-19 as like very scary, very uncertain, and that makes them want to take every single precaution that they think is possible to stay safe, right? They want the masks, they want the gloves, they want the sanitizer, they want processes, they want procedures, everything as far as as much as they can do. And, you know, they're very anxious and very concerned with that. And then they might have a partner who approaches anxiety and uncertainty the way that they, you know, a new and different situation like COVID, the same way that they would always do it. And that is life is uncertain, right? And we can only do so much, you know, and those are the kind of people that think about things like the most dangerous thing you do all day is get in your car and drive. That is much more dangerous and more likely to cause you harm or death than COVID. But yet they're still going to go get out in their car and go to work, right? And many people are going to do that and and text or look at their phone, right? So they're going to do the most dangerous thing they could do all day and essentially do it blindfolded. And so, but some people that that is not the texting part, but just, you know, that are like, okay, driving's really dangerous, but, you know, it's, it's our life. We use it. It's necessary. And we do it. And they're the same way with COVID, right? They're like, you know, I'm going to take some precautions but I'm still going to go out and live my life and enjoy things and not be, you know, consumed with maybe as many procedures or, you know, I have to do it this way, that way, that way. They're not going to get tied up in that because life was always uncertain, right? And yes, there's they are scared and worried as well, but not, you know, maybe not any more so than they would be driving or doing any other activity that could have a risk to them, which we all do those activities. So when you have those two different approaches, you know, one that wants to take as much precaution as possible and one that's like, hey, life is uncertain. I still want to live it. And you put those two together, right? That's two totally different manuals. And it can create a situation where we're looking at each other as enemies, right? You're not following the rules. You're not following the procedures. You're putting me at risk. You don't care about my life. You don't care about our kid's life. You don't care about our parent's life. And then you have another person that is maybe like, well, you don't want me to live my life. You want me (laughs) in a box and locked up and not living when statistically that doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. It's not any more dangerous in, you know, than driving, and you were letting me do that, <laughs> right? So one person person is feeling like someone's trying to control them or trap them, and the other person feels like someone is endangering their safety. And it can become very emotional, right? And they can become very angry and attack each other and see each other as the enemy. But the truth is, is neither neither one is wrong, right? There's nothing wrong with taking extra precautions and being safe. And doing as much as as you feel comfortable with, as you, you know, feel the situation requires. There's also nothing wrong with accepting that life is uncertain, right? And COVID did not did not change that. And that there is inherent risk involved in a lot of activities. And we still do them. And we don't always think them through and do them with the most caution that we possibly could. So neither way is wrong. And Neither person is the enemy. No matter how passionate and strong we get in our stories, you know, this person is trying to control me. This person is endangering my safety. 
it's just stories. It's just thoughts that we're building around completely neutral circumstances that two people are handling with different manuals. So I think that's a good way to start seeing that because you can kind of look at that and see where both people are coming from and that they can come together, you know, if they choose to be, you know, friends or if they're family and they're sharing a space and be like, look, you know, these are my concerns and my fears and those are yours. Let's talk about how we can compromise what we can do to make this situation better for everyone, right? And create maybe a joint manual, <laughs> if you will, to to handle this situation. And that's important to be able to see that, you know, that the fighting and making the enemies of each other is just going to create pain and frustration and not going to lead to a solution. Um, and that applies to all kinds of situations where we get in to having these different manuals and trying to demonize or otherize someone else and take away their humanity because of how they view a situation. So that's kind of on a, on a big scale, how you can see the manuals at play. But, you know, even with small things, and these, you know, I say small, but they really get under our skin and build up these stories, you know, in our minds. Just like if, let's say your partner leaves the dishes in the sink and you're like, okay, well, I cooked, you need to clean. And he's like, yeah, I'll get to it. But then you're like, when will you get to it? <laughs> and he's, he or she is like, sometime I'll, I'll get to it. And you're like, well, usually you don't get to it until I come in here the next morning and it's still there and then I have to wash it. And then your partner's like, but if you just didn't do that, then I would get to it. Right. So then we're angry. They don't care and they don't help around the house. We always have to wash the dishes because they won't do them. But the truth is, we just have our manual, right, that the dishes have to be washed at a certain time. And we're trying to enforce it on this other person who is like, you know, they'll get washed. It'll be okay. And we make that mean that they don't care, that they're not helping, that they're not doing their part. And the truth is, is they're just operating on a different manual. It doesn't mean that they don't care just because they won't do exactly what you want when you want how you want it. Yes, I know. That's difficult. I know. I have to do this work as well. And But we, we tend to think about it that way. And then we get all these different stories built up about the dishes, um, the shoes on the floor, calling when you're late for something, and, you know, all these various things, which are very small but they all add up together and it's like my partner's inconsiderate, you know, or my coworker just has no idea how to share a space with someone. They're so rude. They have no common courtesy. You know, we build up these stories and it becomes very painful for us. We're creating suffering for ourselves because we have this manual that someone else is just not following. And it can be something very serious, you know, like COVID or, you know, other aspects of the relationship or the work relationship, the friendship. But if you really stop to think about it and become aware of your manual, you know, you can be open to the idea that maybe they just have a different manual and that doesn't mean that they're wrong. It doesn't mean that you're wrong and it doesn't mean that you have to be enemies, right? It just means that you're different people. You view the world differently. You've got different experiences, different DNA, different thought patterns, there are billions of people on the planet. And, you know, I guarantee you, if we had a summit, your manual would not 
it would just not be the one. It would probably not be the one that we'd go with. <laughs> In fact, we'd probably never get to one. <laughs> um, I, I like to use the example of, you know, Christians, which, you know, not judging them. I, I am one. That's my background. But we have a manual, right? But then we can't really agree on exactly which manual. There's some with a few different books. And then some are like, no, you have to have this translation and that translation. So you have all those groups. And then even in the groups where it's like, okay, this is the version, the translation, the books and everything. This is our manual. Even in that group, you still have people that disagree with the interpretation of the manual, right? (laughs) Even when you break it down, like there's disagreements among the Methodists or the Baptists or the Catholics about what the manual actually says and how you apply it. (laughs) So even when people agree on the manual, they still disagree on the interpretation or the application or, you know, oh, maybe it needs to be revised for this exact particular situation, right? And just like I mentioned with the driving example, even if you wrote your manual down, because we have to remember this other person is a different person than us and they don't know our manual, even though we assume it's just so obvious and common sense, right? That's not true. (laughs) And they don't know our manual. Even if we typed it up and wrote it out for them and gave it to them, they would still not apply it the way that we thought that they would, right? They would have their own interpretations. And then even on the parts that they nailed, it would sometimes be like, oh, okay. Well, no, I don't really, that's not really what I want. Never mind. Here's manual 2.0. Let's do this one. (laughs) Right. And it, it would it would have many versions, I'm sure. So even when people agree on the manual or even if people tried to follow your manual, there's still going to be variances. There's still going to be struggles because of that fact that we're just different people. and We have different ideas about things. And when you start to see that and have compassion for people and yourself, you know, and realize that they are doing the best that they can with the information they have and that, you know, It doesn't have to mean that they're the enemy or that they don't care or they're just not trying or listening, you know, or anything like that. It can just mean that they are operating from a different manual and not that they're choosing to to hurt us or cause us pain because it's really our own thoughts and feelings about how they should be acting that's causing us the pain. When When we notice pain in our lives many times, struggle and frustration, it kind of, it will often be related to being out of our own business. Um, Byron Katie kind of describes it as God's business or, you know, just reality or the universe, if you don't believe in God, other people's business and then your business. So anytime you get into trying to control, you know, circumstances that are outside of your control or other people, you're out of your business. <laughs> you are trying to live someone else's life, which means no one's watching yours. No one's living your life because you're over there in God's business or in someone else's business. So you have abandoned yourself, right, and left your left yourself alone and suffering while you try to live someone else's life for them, which is not going to work, right, because they're going to be resistant to that. Just like when people try to live your life for you, you're resistant to that. So um, this anxiety, this pain, this frustration often comes from trying to force our manual on other people or the idea that our manual is just so obvious in its correctness that surely they're just intentionally being mean or hurtful because they're not following it. And those kind of thoughts, right, are causing us that pain 
Another good example before we go is, you know, a lot of you have probably heard of the five love languages. And so there's a book and there's a test and it it shows that people can, you know, express love in in different ways. And they've kind of categorized it in these five main ways. And so but you learn from things like that, like, for example, some people's love language is gift giving or gift receiving. So they might see that love is expressed because someone someone gives me gifts, that means that they love me. And so they might turn around and want to show love and try to give someone gifts. Well, you can have a partner or another person who does not have any, you know, gift giving connection with love. It's just like it's stuff, it's money, they've got stuff, you know, they don't want things, they don't need things. Um, my partner's like that. Giving him a gift is just like, oh, great, more stuff. <laughs> Which is very frustrating because I love gifts and so I like I like to give people gifts, but it doesn't do anything for him, right? So, you know, if I just give him gifts all the time, he might not see that. He might not see that as, as love, right? I have to, I don't have to show him love in the way that he wants, but I can, you know, choose to be like, oh, okay, he doesn't connect with this. What else, you know, can I do if I want to demonstrate that for him? And, you know, of course, that's a whole nother, a whole nother topic about what we do for other people and why. But the point is, is that you can't know how someone else interprets things and what means love, you know, to them or what is not love or anything else. Right. Like someone not doing the dishes when you want them done does not necessarily mean that they don't care and that they don't love you. Even if it looks like it would just be so simple for them to just get up and do the dishes, right? I'm sure that there is something that they have that they think would be so simple and easy if you would just do it that you might not do. So it's important, again, just to see that we all, you know, have these different thoughts, feelings, experiences, different wiring, different DNA, and it leads to different manuals, different ways to handle situations and just starting to be aware of that and having compassion for yourself and for other people so that you're not adding the stories and the judgment of, you know, they're not following my manual. What does this mean about me? What does it mean about them? What does it mean about our relationship, right? When you start getting into all those stories in your mind, right, you're out of the present moment. You're not connecting with yourself. You're not connecting with them. And you're creating a lot of extra suffering for yourself, So that is just a basic run through of the manual. Um, Please feel free to reach out to me, Instagram, email, you know, if you have any questions or fun manual stories that you would like to share. And if you're interested in working with me one-on-one to reduce anxiety in your life, learn how to practice self-compassion, right? Turn down that inner critic, turn up the inner cheerleader, you know, achieve your goals, Be productive without all the exhaustion and anxiety and stress, those kind of things. I've been there. I've, you know, I have, I know the tools and techniques that work because they worked for me and I tried everything. So I would be more than happy to be your coach and help you live a life that you love, that you're present for and enjoy and loving yourself and having those deeper connections with those around you. So please feel free to reach out if you're interested in that. Go out today. Enjoy your day. Um, I hope it's beautiful. And 
try to catch yourself and notice those moments where you're trying to force your manual on someone and notice the stress that it's causing you. And, you know, as soon as you start noticing that, that that'll be a first step for you to kind of step back and kind of laugh a little bit about, you know, your manual and how they're not following it (laughs) and release some of that tension and stress right away. So enjoy your day, love on your loved ones and love yourself. (laughs) 